to make a provocative statement. We are living in apocalyptic times. No, I don't think it's the end of the world. But it seems as though the very foundations of heaven and earth are being shaken. And we're all feeling the effects of it. Putin's diabolical war on the Ukraine is just another example of this apocalyptic phenomenon that we are undergoing. Welcome to another podcast of Wrestling With God. If you like this podcast and find it helpful, please subscribe, like it, and make some comment. What I'm going to do is read a letter that I wrote to our spiritual community in Rochester, New York, the Assisi Institute, just a few days before Putin's troops invaded the Ukraine. And I write it to give us an understanding of what is happening in the world today and to give us a, a map through it in a positive and actually hopeful way. Dear Assisi family, as I write these words, I am acutely aware of the world's madness. War on the doorsteps of Ukraine Canada's political insanity and the political insanity in the United States, institutional degradation, and so forth. How do we make sense of humanity's collective craziness? Though there are many valid levels of analysis, the ultimate explanation for our collective dysfunction is metaphysical in nature. Allow me to explain. God has created every aspect of our existence with mathematical precision. We call this the natural law, which includes our biological, psychological, and moral lives. The natural law is just how things work at all times and in all places. As such, the natural law is inviolable and cannot be reduced to a social construct. To the degree that we live in accordance with the natural law, all the forces operating within creation support our noble aspirations. Let me say it this way, that when we act in accordance with the natural law, when we act out of truth, beauty, and goodness, the evolutionary forces that are guiding the whole evolutionary processes become, becomes the wind at our backs and supports all of our actions. St. Bonaventure writes about Francis of Assisi in a way that perfectly captures this truth. Quote, Francis had reached such purity that his body was in remarkable harmony with his spirit and his spirit was in remarkable harmony with God. Therefore, God ordained that creation which serves its maker should be subject in an extraordinary way to Francis's will and command. Again, when we are operating in the flow of the natural order, when we are endeavoring to do the will of God, the very forces of creation become the wind at our back. As we consider the truth of the natural law, we must remember that it operates within the law of karma, we cannot attempt to bend reality to our whims and expect there to be no painful consequences. 
And just as the natural law and its karmic implications is true for us as individuals, it is also true for nations and the world. In fact, I would go as far as to say that karma seems to be unfolding at an accelerated pace as humanity violates the cosmic natural law of nonviolence. Indeed, our warlike behavior, our disregard for the dignity of the human person, regardless of race, religion, or gestational development, and our spoiling of the environment and other crimes against nature seem to be moving us towards a karmic crescendo, perhaps even a karmic cataclysm. Consider how Yogananda, the great saint from India, clearly explains this karmic process. Quote, Man was made to be lord over nature, and the forces of nature in turn work together to serve man. Man negates his lordship by faulty, self-serving stewardship of his earthly environment. He guides nature, though usually unknowingly, not only by his actions, but also by the vibrations of his thoughts. The calamitous effects of floods, tornadoes, earthquakes, and all other natural disasters are results of the cumulative evil actions and thoughts of Earth's human being. The evils of war, for example, create tremendous negative vibrations that unbalance the forces of nature and release unrestrained energy, end of quote. Everything we do tilts the world in one direction or another. I write to you today not to induce panic, but to give us an understanding of what is happening within the context of current affairs and to underscore our capacity to be a force for good in the world. At the most crucial level, politicians are not going to save us. What is needed is a spiritual revolution. Enough of us must be willing to sacrifice our egos on the altar of truth, beauty, and goodness. Enough of us must be willing to exchange our will for God's will, our thoughts for God's thoughts, and our preferences to God's preferences. If enough individuals and spiritual communities take on this mantle of heroic spirituality, we will see the collective consciousness of the human race with sufficient light to dissolve the dark karmic clouds blanketing the world. I recall a story from the Jewish scriptures of a town marching towards karmic collapse. The patriarch Abraham conjectured that if 10 righteous individuals could be found among them, that would have been enough to neutralize the momentum of their negative karma. Valentin Tomberg, a Christian mystic, gives us a deep insight into this process. This town, destined for destruction, would have been able to survive if 10 righteous individuals have been found among them. The fact of having evolved and given shelter to 10 righteous individuals among them would have been sufficient to justify the continuance of their existence. Spiritual selection, God's grace, would have prevailed, therefore, over nature, over nature's selection, over karma, end of quote. 
what we must remember is that God is love and God loves the human race. God has not given up on us and cannot give up on us. Therefore, God has given us a way out of this karmic quagmire. Yogananda tells us, quote, all effects or seeds of past actions, karma, can be destroyed by roasting them in the fire of concentration, meditation, the light of superconsciousness, and by right actions, actions free from the selfish desire for the fruit of action, end of quote. Symbolically speaking, I believe God, the gurus, and Jesus are asking the Assisi Institute and all of us to be among the 10 righteous individuals that help to see the collective consciousness of the human race. Instead of waiting for a saintly figure to save us from ourselves, we must increasingly raise our own spiritual vibrations so that we may become a loving and transformative force in the world. Often we do not expect too much of ourselves, but too little. We must resurrect our atrophied spiritual abilities so that we can return the world to a place of truth, beauty, and goodness. Jesus told his disciples and us, quote, you will do the same works I do, I have done, even greater, end of quote. Our work as a spiritual community has really just begun, and the best is yet to come. I am actually hopeful about the future because our destiny is not yet written. There may be a lot of momentum moving us in one direction, but enough of us, if we choose to live selfless, loving lives, if we choose to organize our thoughts, our words, and our actions according to the natural law, we can tilt the world in a positive and loving direction. We have the capacity with God to redream the world. Thank you. God bless you.